Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 134 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. Royal Pizza, pizza past and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 49 years. For menu and locations, visit royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation is the Mediterranean chicken. Though I did have the meat lovers last week, and it was very good as well. Uh, Dave Campbell is with us. Dave, I made a factual mistake on today's show. What's that? It involves 6.30 Chet. Uh, yes. Reed Wilkins. Oh, a insight, programming note. Yes. A programming note. So perhaps you can educate me and our listeners. Well, of course, it is uh, Alberta Election Day. Yes. 2019 edition. Go out uh, there and vote. That's right. Please do. Uh, the afternoon news with Jalen and I will be extended until 7 o'clock, and then at 7 we will have our special coverage. And the polls close at 8, So, but we will, uh, we will basically have coverage from 2 until who knows when. All right. There you go. it. And that's quite specific on your part. Right. Now, you were going to ask me a question. Uh, well, yeah, I was interested in your conversation. Always interested in the conversations you have. Arthur Staple, great guest, by the way. Um, you're talking about the draft, Matt Barzell. And yeah. What was he? Can we go over? Did he, did he say the Islanders did not talk to they Matt Barzell? They did not interview. Really? They didn't do a formal interview with Griffin Reinhardt, and they did not do a formal interview with Matthew Barzell. And I would have to dig deeper, but I, I think there there's certain organizations that, hey, it's a job interview, like let's get serious, and there's others that say, what can you, like these interviews typically are 15 to 20 minutes. Sometimes players will do, you know, at the comp, sometimes they do them at the combine and then they do them before the draft as well. Some players might get interviewed by 20 to 24 teams. Like in Yakupov's draft year, he knows he's going to go where he thinks he's going to go. Maybe he's not that interested in being interviewed by guys five and on. And other organizations, and remember, it's all about future considerations. Now, I'm not saying that happened with Yakupov, but I am telling you that in the case of the New York Islanders, I'm led to believe um, they did not interview Matthew Barzell, and he verified that. And I would suggest... Some things occurred that year for Barzell. Uh, he got injured off the ice in a bizarre manner. 
horsing around. Uh, there was a situation as well with Hockey Canada. I don't know what happened there. I'm not justifying anybody passing on him. Uh, the Oilers would have been way off had Peter Shirelli not traded the two picks for Griffin Reinhardt. Okay, we all know that. Um, you can make an argument Edmonton should have been in on Kyle Connor. Look, Winnipeg did a good job in that draft. I think they got Connor and Rosselvick in that draft year late. Um, Boston obviously took uh, Jacobs Robel, the defenseman, 13. I think they took Jake 14th, Jake DeBrus 14th, and they took uh, Stanishan 15th. In my understanding, and I had this conversation, I think I mentioned this last week, I had this conversation briefly with Cam Neely, and I, <laughs> talking to Cam, it was pretty clear. And this was after the 2016 draft because we were both leaving Buffalo and uh, flying out, and I got the pretty conclusive perspective from Cam that Boston was not taking Matthew Barzell. Now, it's hard to argue with what Barzell's done as an NHL player. He's been a stud the last two years. But even the Islanders organization, they didn't interview. Did that, you know? So, and if you're the Oilers fans, and 98% of the 40,000 listeners we have of this show during the course of, uh, right, like, they live and die with the hockey team. They love the team. And there's nothing but exasperation and frustration. Uh, you know, the Islanders took that, they took Barzell 16th. They took the 33rd and traded up to the 28th spot in the draft year. What would have been for Edmonton? Interesting, Boston gets ripped all the time. In, in 2014, they took David Pasternak. That was a brilliant pick. That was in the 20s, like 25 or 26. Fantastic pick. And part of it was from the interview process because Pasternak was really giving about how desperately he wanted to play hockey and how hungry he is. His mother, I understand, worked two jobs and worked 15 hours a day just so he could afford to play hockey growing up as a kid. So he felt he owed her something. And he said, I am going to die trying. And they believed him. And, you know, he's been a terrific NHL player. He's he's no worse than the... Probably the second. Right now, Dreisaitl is the only guy that you could say is better than him. And on some nights, Pasternak, you know, Dreisaitl's a center or a winger. Pasternak's exclusively a winger, but that's a great pick for Boston in 2014. 2015, has, Jacob Zrobel has not panned out yet. Uh, Sinition, a lot of question marks about. He can really skate, but hasn't put up offensive numbers. DeBrusque has been a really good pick at 2014. There's or sorry, in the 2015 draft, he went 14th. Their second-round pick, Brandon Carlo, was a good second-round pick. Edmonton, I thought, might be interested in Carlo at 33. So there there were some symbiotic relationships there between the two organizations as to how they sort of viewed some of the players. That was interesting to me. Uh, how'd you like to be Florida? They took uh, Lawson Kraus, 11th. They could have had Barzell. Like, he... Going into that draft year, we all thought he was going to go top five. Dropped all the way down to 16. And here the Islanders are, and he's got, like, which, which series are you watching the most, by the way? Which one's got you the most? Ooh, um, probably, well, Leafs-Bruins have been has yeah. been good. Um, I've been watching that one closely. You know, I've been watching Caps-Canes as well. Uh, that's the one I've watched the least. Yeah. Probably it's probably Leafs Bruins Avs 
uh, Flames. That's that's. I watched those yeah. two, and then I watched the Pittsburgh Islanders series. Yeah. All right, let's uh, go to the calls here. Uh, 780-496-0063. We'll open up our River Cree Resort Casino hotline, and we're going to start with Darcy on line number one, who's been patiently waiting for about 10 minutes. Darcy, how are you? Good. How are you, Bob? Not bad. Good. Hey, uh, just wanted to touch on two things. Uh, first thing, what would it take for the Oilers to deal with the Hawks to get three? Because Bowen Byram is an absolute stud of a defenseman. Yep. And I think in eight years, he might be the best player in the draft, out of the draft year. Well, I concur with you. I don't think there's – I'm told – by multiple guys out of the Western Hockey League that he's the best defenseman since Scott Niedermeyer out of the WHL. That's a pretty good defenseman. Oh, I you know, agree. Jay, Jay Bomeister is going to play, what, twelve to 1,400 games in the NHL and was the number three overall pick and a consensus number one overall pick in the Bantam draft. But Bowen Byram has a higher offensive ceiling. I don't know if he'll be able to defend like Jay. But he's a pretty spe- he's t- let's put it this way the term that was used he's today's defenseman because you got to be able to skate. Well, can Bob, I be honest? Think about- I think it's almost impossible that Edmonton gets to eight from three. I don't see how they do it. Oh yeah, no, I, I agree. I, 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 it's a it would be awesome for them to move up. But I mean, you look at Bowen Byram. The thing that blew me away he doesn't turn eighteen until the middle of June. I know. So he's played his draft year as a seventeen-year-old. I know. You look at someone like Evan Bouchard. He was eighteen in September of his draft year. Fair so he played an entire com- year as an 18. Fair, fair comment. Absolutely fair comment. Completely different defenseman. Uh, by the way, Bowen Byram had seven more goals than any other defenseman in the Western Hockey League this year. Like, he had, he had 26 goals this season. That's a lot of goals. I, I, Bouchard, like, Bo, Bowen Byram, to me, has a chance to be a number one defenseman. I think the ceiling for Evan Bouchard and he's going to have to work on his footwork, and it's completely fair comment for anybody that's seen him play. He's got to get more urgency in his game, but I think the ceiling for him is a number two defenseman. Like, I think Bowen Byron can be one of those 15 guys in the NHL where you go, that guy's a number one D. Oh, I agree. I think I think he's going to, well, you look at, you know what, not only did he put up points as a 17-year-old, he put up 71 points, but he also has 80 penalty minutes, which yep. means he's got some grit to his game. And I, I watched some of his highlights on YouTube. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Kid, he's not afraid to throw his body around a little bit, too. Not a lot, but he does throw his body around a little bit. Well, he's so, so fast, and he skates through guys when he hits them, right? That's why he can hurt them. Oh, man. And plus, like, a lot of his points, it's five-on-five. Five. It's not power play points. Yeah. It's five-on-five five points. So his vision is off the, like, off the charts. Right? He's, just, he's a phenomenal talent. I, I would love to see the Oilers I, I go was, after him. I was, you know, really hoping Edmonton would be a team that could get to three in the lottery because, to me, it would have been a slam-dunk pick. There would have oh. been... And, and I mean, I'm looking, you know, obviously New Jersey's got the number one pick and Jack Hughes is the sexy name that's out there and everybody's had him ranked number one. Uh, the Kako kid out of Finland, you know, another big Finnish sniper. Uh, you know, he's, he's had a, he's been much more productive in the Finnish uh, top league, the SM Liga, than uh, Pugliarvi was in his draft year. This guy's a good player. But I think all day Bowen Byram's going to end up being the number three pick to Chicago. And if you look at Chicago's team, I think they have to take him because he's a long-term replacement for Duncan Keith. Yep, agreed, agreed. Hey, I got another question for you, Bob. Yeah. Um, Blue Cheech. Yeah. Is is there any way the Oilers, even retaining fifty percent of the salary, is there any way that they can move him out? I don't know. I think that's. I think that's. Uh, 
it's going to be hard to do. I mean, I wondered, like, I, I've wondered to myself, well, if Tampa loses and they get pushed around again tonight, like, you're watching Tampa play. Point's been in a fight, and Point can battle. I mean, he's fought, you know, he comes out of the WHL, but Stamkos is sitting there suckering uh, Felino and Hedman's been knocked around a bit, and I'm like, Tampa needs some, uh, they need some meat in their lineup. But I just, you know, Tampa's got their own cap issues moving forward. And, the, you know, I, I just don't see it. Like, I, I got to tell you, uh, it's not going to happen in Los Angeles. There's no way it happens. Okay? No way it, yeah. no, no way it happens in L.A. I mean, Todd McClellan's going to be the head coach there. He had Milan for two and a half, you know, two and a quarter years. Um, I, I just, I don't know, uh, to be honest with you, I, I, I've got him penciled in on the team next year. Just don't see it happening. Yeah. It, and it, I don't think Milan can have delusions of grandeur either here. Like, no. it's, it's not like there's 29 or 30 teams lining up. You know, the irony was in his, uh, when he went to free agency, Dallas was in hard on him. Now, Dallas is a team that's got a lot. Well, you know what? Hmm. You know what? Maybe Dallas. When you think about it, like there's a team that's got a lot of cap space. They got a lot of expiring contracts. Um, and, but if you're Dallas, would you sit there and say we can get the same thing out of Brett Ritchie that Milan Lucic could bring us? Oh, that's the thing. That's why I think the I mean, Oilers can have to retain. Yeah. They're gonna have to retain salary. Well, like, there's I no mean, way around it. I mentioned Dallas because Sean Horkoff in 2013. Right, five and a half million dollar cap hit. He still had two years left in his deal, and Dallas traded for him. So now there's four years left in Luch's deal at six million, and Horkoff was actually a plus player. Those I think he was a plus player both years in Dallas. Like he was a good two way player for them. Darcy, yeah. I'm, you know what? I, I think it's a tough one, and we all knew at some point it was going to catch up to Milan. I just don't think anybody thought it was going to go halfway through his second year. Dude, Bob, his second year up until December 31st was like it was tracking awesome. It was, he was going to score lo- 50 points. Yeah, it, was was it was looking fine. And you know, teams are still area of. And people say, what are you talking about, guys? Trust me, the games are quieter with him on, on the ice. And that's the wild card for a team like Tampa, right? Is they've had their show run by Columbus in that series. But the problem is, they got, they're going to have to sign Braden Point. That's an eight or $9 million signing moving forward yep. and I just I, I, like they have to get rid of somebody like they might they, they might lose a guy like Tyler Johnson just because point you know Johnson was sort of slotted as that second liner for them so thanks for the call Darcy yep. thanks Bob yep you Bye. bet all right you can text us at 630 630 uh, tweet us at Oilers now we'll get to some text on our Heartland Ford text line Heartland Ford out in Fort Saskatchewan they call dealerships are the same. Think again. Experience buying a vehicle on your terms. With-, with threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. No pressure at Heartland Ford. We'll get to some Heartland Ford texts in this day in Oilers history for New West Travel. This is Oilers Now. 
This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Ched. Now, unless you're uh, like uh, taping this game, some what's it called? DAZN? Is that what it's called on DAZN? The Champions League yeah, is DAZN. taking place. Yeah. And um, Barcelona, Lionel Messi, who's generally considered one of the two best players in the world, has scored twice in the first half. Uh, Barcelona, who scored a road goal in the first of the two matchups in uh, at Manchester United, won one nothing while they're up 2 nothing at home. So uh, it's looking uh, not too good for Man U. Bleak. Uh, Juventus is up on Ajax out of Holland. Of course, those of you that know soccer know the connection between Arenas McCall's and Holland and Johan Cruyff and how they all ended up together in Barcelona. And that's where they got sort of the origin of tiki-taka and how Barcelona plays, which is an interchange and flow, and they play the beautiful game. And Messi still at the top of his powers, no question about that. All right, that's enough of a little, uh, what do I call that, uh, segue into this day in Oilers history. Brought to you by New West Travel. Ask about their destination wedding packages and corporate employee rewards trips. Visit newwesttravel.com for more information. What do you got uh, on this date? Uh, April, uh, what's it's the April 16th. April 16th. 1990. Yeah. All right, there you go. Glenn Anderson records a goal and an assist. The Oilers rally from a 3-1 series deficit to beat the Winnipeg Jets 4-1 at Northlands Coliseum in Game 7 of their Smythe Division semifinal. I know where I was that night. Where? I was at ITV. Shot listing for Darren Detition on ah, Sports Night. There, there you Annie, go. Annie Stark was the producer. And uh, the Oilers, of course, had rallied from 3-1 down. And you know what? Until last year's playoffs, because Jack Michaels and myself talked about this. Remember the Heritage Classic game that they played in Winnipeg yep. between the Oilers? What's the stadium called in Winnipeg? Uh, it is called Investors Group Field. Okay. So, anyhow, their highlight, their playoff highlight, was Dave Ellett scoring the goal in game four against Edmonton. <laughs> of course, Edmonton came back to win the next three games. Then they took out L.A., Wayne Gretzky, four straight. Gretzky was a little bit nicked up. That was in 1990. That's when Rob Blake uh, broke in with the Kings, by the way. Yeah. And I mentioned Rob Blake because he's the GM of uh, the Kings now, who are closing in on signing and making it official with one Todd McClellan. So, I'll you tell you, you know, when, when Dave Ellett scored that overtime goal in Game 4, I just remember feeling I thought they were solo. I thought they were done too. I'll be the first. To I mean, you. they were hanging on. Like the first four games of the series, the Oilers were the second best team in the series, and then Game Three, their Game Five back in Edmonton, they struggled to win Ran- that one. Radford settled down in goal, yeah. and they created the kid line with Joe Murphy, Adam Graves, and Martin Jelena, who's on the bench now for the uh, Calgary Flames. And I think I think Dale Howarchuk got hurt in Game Six yeah. in Winnipeg, and then the yeah. Oilers really took over from there. Yeah. Yeah. So, 1990, eh? It's a good year. Yeah, beats 1967, doesn't it? <laughs> N- nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Uh, we asked earlier for the uh, top players of the NHL, uh, and Tyler has texted the show to say, uh, Bob, the, uh, Team Canada could roll with Taylor Hall, Connor McDavid, and Nathan McKinnon on one line, and Marshawn, Crosby, and Bergeron on the other. Yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> nice top six. Followed by some combination of Ben Sagan, Point Stamkos, Tavares, Marner, Shifley, and Stone. Yeah, 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 it's good. But, uh, this text comes in from uh, Jack. He says, Bob, what about Lucic for Cogliano? 2.75 million retained on Milan. Cogliano's got two years left at 3.25. Might need to throw in a sweetener to Dallas to take on the last two years. 
hasn't like Cogliano hasn't played a ton for Dallas. He can still play, and he's a good penalty killer, and he's dedicated to his craft. I've always liked Andrew Cogliano. All right, again, today is election day. Go out there and vote. I'm sure there will be a lot of discussion over the next 24 to 48 hours on uh, what's going to transpire. Uh, up next, the global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Dave Campbell, thank you very much for helping us. Tomorrow, we've got Craig Simpson. And just because fans asked for it, we got to have Al May on talking about that knockout by Ovechkin. Uh, we'll also have Brad Lauer, the head coach of the Edmonton Oil Kings. Uh, so off to a global news weather traffic update with... Eileen Bell in the 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jalen I. She's going to be busy. She's going all the way 7-plus today. So have at it and get out there and vote. you by Digitex. Office solutions North America wide? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Ched. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Ched.